What's going on, legend? Jutta here. Now in a podcast as Diary of a Flipper. How fun's that? Uh, basically what I'm doing is lately I've been having a chat to a few other resellers on my YouTube channel. If you don't know my YouTube channel, come over to Diary of a Flipper and check it out. So what I do, I talk to other resellers and I get the goss out of them. I get all the good stuff, find out what they're doing to make money. So this first episode, I had a chat with Matty, the Aussie flipper. And it was a good chat. I really enjoyed this one. He's a wealth of knowledge. He's very fresh into reselling. And uh, look, I was pumped because there was a few categories that's not every reseller gets into. So I'm going to play it now. Please note that this was on StreamYard. So it's through YouTube. So if you're wondering why we're talking to the chat, uh, the chat, we're actually watching this live. It was streamed live on YouTube. So you can watch it, as I said, on my channel. Feel free to swing over and have a look. But if you just want to listen to it, you can. You can listen to it in the car. You can do the garden. You can go and have a frothy and chuck the uh, earpiece in and have a listen. But anyway, let's get into it. This is the chat that I had with Matt, the Aussie flipper. What's going on, Kaka? Here we go. We're live for the first time for a new little series that I'm starting up where I'm going to pick the brains of a few other resellers and uh, see what sort of information I can get out of them. So what I'm going to do now is bring up my boy, Matty, the Aussie flipper. What's going on, Matty? How are you, mate? Hey, legend. How are you, mate? Thanks for um, having me on. No, thanks for coming. It's good. Getting you on for the first one, so I'm pumped. Yeah. Yeah, um, pumped. Very pumped to have a chat. I've been watching your stuff pretty rapidly over the last few weeks and you're pumping out some awesome content. So I thought it's going to be good to have a chat to you, mate. So uh, how are you going? You traveling all right? Traveling all right, mate. Yeah, busy as ever, but um, all going really, really well. I was, I was wrapped to get your message about a week ago and you said, can you jump on this live stream? It's my first ever episode of uh, interrogation. Um, <laughs> so pumped to be the first guest, mate. But no, things going really well. No, nah, it's good, mate. I'm, I'm glad you could join me because, uh, as I said, I've been uh, itching to have a chat to you because I've got a few questions. I want to get inside that brain of yours for this interrogation. And uh, I've already learned a lot just from watching your channel. So, um, and you're absolutely flying. When did you start? You've only been going a few months. Is that right? Yeah, uh, YouTube, um, three yeah. months. And in all fairness, reselling pretty much when COVID started back in March. Um, my really background, I guess, not that I'll go too long-winded on it, was um, it's been about 10 years working in the AFL, um, in the footy. So I've done that for multiple clubs, um, Gold Coast Suns, Frio and Carlton um, for the last 10 years. But then obviously with the virus and the way everything is in Melbourne, I was in Melbourne working for Carlton in March when it sort of all hit. Um, next thing you know, I'm, I'm a born and raised Gold Coaster. I'm, I'm back home on the Gold Coast. So you know, real shake-up 2020 year. But one thing I've always kind of done, I guess, passively is I've always known about the reselling side of things, but I've just not really had the time with the full-time workload. But then, you know, coronavirus has really allowed me to kind of step back from work to the point where I actually resigned and said that I'm going to stay here on the Gold Coast. Um, and I'm sort of, not that I don't think I am quite full-time with my numbers just yet, but I'm really trying over the next few months, kick into gear full-time and just see if I can make it sustainable. Um, but I've really enjoyed the process of one, just getting into reselling because my, my roles in the footy industry have been sales roles. 
Um, so I'm, I'm sort of of that sales mindset. I just love the numbers. So that's where sort of the correlation in the reselling's come in. Um, but yeah, I've, I've loved it. It's been sort of you know six months, but really grown over the last three months since I've started the YouTube channel. Um, and now I'm you know thirty odd videos in. It's been about three months uh, on YouTube, which I'm really enjoying because there's new skills, right? Like your your video editing. I've never done that before. Um, I'm talking on <laughs> camera. I've never done that before. Live streams with you. Um, so I've, uh, I've enjoyed the mix up, I guess, from from I guess studying um, and and then going into full time work. Yeah. No, it's good, man. So you say you're in the sales department. What exactly were you doing with the AFL clubs? I, I was in sponsorship, so I was doing any of the any of the sort of logos you see on the jerseys. I was um, my my job was to try and I guess keep them and also get new ones if they fell off their contract. So um, I was more membership based at the Suns, and then I went over to Frio with Optus Stadium, um, and I was you know working in their sponsorship team, and then I went to Carlton. I did the exact same thing, but. Um, I've loved footy and I'll always want to try and be in football, but coming back to the uh, the Gold Coast, you don't have the opportunities in the AFL anymore and really that's all I've ever done. So I've really gone, right, this is a great opportunity to look at what else you're passionate in and it will always be sales for me. I do love it, but the freedom to work for yourself and, and try and you know make a start on something, there's really no better time in your life than what's gone on in 2020. As difficult as it's been, I've kind of looked at it as a positive um, yeah. and gone, look, look, I'll do this for three, four, five months. And if it all doesn't work and goes to shit, well, who cares? I'll, I'll go back to a job. But right now I've got this little moment here where I can actually give it all a go, give YouTube a go, give the reselling a go, and, and hopefully it pays off. But if it doesn't, it's not the end of the world. So I'm just having a good time. I'm enjoying the freedom. Yeah, I like the attitude, mate. And uh, <clears throat> from what I've uh, been watching, you're absolutely killing the game. So um, I'm going to just quickly jump across and just say g'day to a few in the chat. Uh, our boy, Robbie Hollywood, uh, he'd be happy to know you worked at the Freo Dockers because he's a big Freo man, Rob is, but uh, he's stuck at work. So um, he is the Dockers. he's one-eyed Dockers, he is, yes. Bit of pre-live hype from two Aussie thrifters. My boy Zach's in. We flipping good stuff. And two Aussie thrifters have dropped your link in the chat. Uh, Appreciate it. Love the the channel, two Aussie thrifters. Oh, they're, they're absolute legends, those two. Um, yeah. Anyone watching back, Maddie's link will be in the description too. So make sure, don't just go over and sub. Uh, go up, give him a big thumbs up and have a look at the content that he's putting out because it's uh, – very, very good. Uh, Jazz is in. Cara, Thrifty Pixie. And the chat done its typical thing. So something we do when we're on these live streams, Matty, the chat does this big jump and uh, you lose everything. But Sam's in, Second Life Sales, the junk removers. What's going on, mate? Good to see you. Kaz is in. Look, we've got plenty in to see you, mate. Um, look, awesome. when I'm hustling. Up to thrift. We've got Leanne. Leanne's all the way from Ireland. I don't know if you know Leanne. Um, yeah, I do actually. Instagram. Michelle Waters. Oh, Michelle. Hello, Michelle. Michelle's. So I'll, I'll quickly say now I've got Michelle there. She was, I think, my almost one of my first subscribers, and she's commented and liked every single video. Michelle, thanks for tuning in. I do appreciate everything you do. Good on you, Michelle. I think this may be the first time I've seen Michelle too. So thanks for coming across. It's uh, it's great that there's um, so much sort of support around the community. So we know there's uh, 
always the negatives, but we don't uh, pay attention to them too much. Kayla's in. How are you going, Kayla? Toby, Captain Offshop Nerd, has subbed to you, mate. He's subbed. Man, thank you, mate. My wife is in. In Eli, my son is saying hello to daddy. How you going, buddy? You should be asleep, mate. <laughs> Justin Horner. And I think we've caught up. So we're gonna we're gonna get into a few things here. So um you've told us all about yourself and how you've got into it. At the so now you're basically full time. Um have you sort of come up with a bit of a routine? Now I'm listening closely because I've, as you know, gone full time in the last couple of weeks. So um I'm sort of for me personally, I'm still like I was just talking to Kate not long ago about sort of a routine and mine's actually changing every day because it's so much different to what I'm used to and I'm trying to juggle everything and all that sort of stuff. Um, yeah. I'm trying to put into place when I'm going to pack, when I'm going to list, when I'm going to source, all the different things that we do as resellers. Have you set yourself a routine yet or have you, are you kind of winging it? Well, I think firstly, I think you and I are at very similar stages because you're only a few weeks in and I'm probably into my second month of, you know, no work doing this full time. Um, routine for me was never really, I didn't really try to establish a routine and say, this is what I'm going to do when it's kind of just evolved, you know, over the weeks, it's just, you've come to the same point of the week and you start to do the same thing. Um, I think the YouTube channels had a lot to do with it. I go out and I do a big bulk day of thrifting every Thursday. Um, and really that allows me enough time that I can list it Thursday night and then Friday. So I'm good to go for the weekend because I just like to try and have everything up by Friday night, um, get as many sales as I can over the weekend. And Really, there's a lot of small, more admin type work that I do on a Monday. Um, I obviously go to the post and, and do the post run, which is bigger than normal on a Monday. Um, and, and really like bookkeeping type work to really kick off the week. Um, but then I really do, I, I place a focus on trying to get out and source items three to four times a week. And I typically like to do it in the morning. Um, so it's sort of a nine to 12 when they first open up, get back home, put it all into the system, um, and then try and list away through to seven, eight o'clock at night. And then I kind of play with YouTube after that and, and try and edit videos, you know, at night time. So my job is nine to five reselling. And then my YouTube's almost like my side hustle. Um, and yeah. I, I kind of, that's kind of the way I look at it. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's, it's kind of evolved. Um, weekends, I try to not do as much, but obviously it's really busy in the sense that you do get, you know, a few more sales. And I'm a big Facebook marketplace seller as opposed to eBay which we yeah. can touch on a little bit later, but I'm often needing to be available on a Saturday and on a Sunday. And I'm always trying to source on a Sunday as well on Facebook because I think typically a lot of people list on Facebook on a Sunday. Um, yeah. So I'm, I'm usually on my phone just, you know, scanning around on a Sunday half. But um, yeah, that's sort of the, the routine's evolved and look, it'll probably change, but right now it's, it's working for me okay. But one thing's for sure, you know, you give up your job, but this is, you know, the hours that you put in and certainly the hours that I'm putting in, I don't know how many you're ticking over, but I'm, I'm well over a 40 hour a week uh, sort of a time frame putting into it. I mean, YouTube probably plays a part, but um, the actual reselling side of things, it's, um, it's, it's, it's a lot of work, but enjoyable. Yeah, absolutely. And that's, I think that's what I find. If you're enjoying it, it feels less like a job. <clears throat> uh, that's what I was sort of, when I was doing the 12 hour shifts and all that sort of stuff myself, and doing the reselling as well. I was already doing multiple hours, but the reselling was just fun for me. I enjoyed it. And sort of back six, 12 months ago, it was on much lesser of a scale than it is now, but 
when you find it enjoyable, it doesn't feel like a job. And that's, I think, that's the key. Like, um, I'd rather sort of earn 50 grand less doing this because I enjoy it. And you can sort Couldn't of get by. So, yeah. So you're saying you, li- you go out sourcing sometimes three times a week. Do you have a broad amount of thrift shops around you? Like, so you hit different spots every time or is it the same ones consistently turning over good stock? I'm, I'm pretty fortunate. I've got four that are really close to where I live. Um, so, you know, I can rotate those four on a random day if I'm short for time. Um, on a Thursday, I typically like to pick a different part um, of the Gold Coast so I'm getting into new stores. I've got my favourites so I'll always go to, like anyone does, I guess, where you, you typically find your, your golden items. Um, so I'll always go back in there for a peek. My favourite op shop's the smallest op shop of them all. Um, but it just produces for me. So I just continually yeah. go back to that one little op shop. Um, so, yeah, I do try to mix it up. But, look, I think time is so valuable and you've really got to be making sure you're not driving too much. You're not, you know, tearing around town as, as much as you can. So I, I typically try to play with my four local. But I think yeah. to have four local op shops, for most people, four is a, a pretty decent amount to to sort of play with. Um, and, uh, yeah, I, I kind of do that as much as I can, you know, every, every sort of, you know, three, four days a week. Yeah, beautiful. Uh, Kaz does have a question here, which is a question that I had as well. Um, and you sort of just touched on that about you do your, you pick everything up on the Thursday and you smash it all up at once. Now, for me and what a lot of other resellers have sort of come to learn is to spread your listings out, list every day, consistency, all that. Now, obviously, you do a lot on Facebook. And we are going to touch on that soon. But with eBay, do you find that works for you if you just punch them all on at once or have you attempted to spread them out or do you th- what do you reckon my my process is i i source my items of a certain day and those items i just try and try and list before i'm outsourcing the next items i just the thought for me of having a, a death pile and have them not available for somebody to purchase i feel like i've wasted my time sourcing the items to begin with so I've, I've made it and i guess it's a bit of um there's there's certainly a discipline to it because there's a lot of work when you're doing a big you know sourcing day on a thursday you're putting out a video and then you're saying you're going to you know list for the rest of the night and you know, I'll, I'll stay up really late on that thursday but it's my mindset that everything's going to be listed for the weekend and, and hopefully the results will come from putting in that hard work on a thursday night but, you know, I might only source five or six items of a certain day, but I make it the priority that those five or six items are listed before I'm finished for the day. Um, yeah. And I know that I'm waking up and I'm sort of on level pegging with with where I should be and I'm not falling behind. Um, and I've just really just tried to help hold myself accountable to it. But, you know, if there's 20, 30, 40 items in a day, I'm probably not going to get them all done. But I guess the the process that I go through is to really make sure that I'm listing Everything's listed, tick. Everything's in the system. I know my numbers. It's all good to go. Let's go find some more items. That's kind of how I try to do it. Yep. No, I like it. It's very organised. Organised way of doing it. Uh, I like that, mate. If you don't like death piles, you'd have a shit fit if you walked into my house. I have a death pile in every room. Yeah. Uh, and it's not a small house. <laughs> um, yeah. But I, I'm sort of the opposite. I mean, I understand what you're sort of saying. Um the problem with death piles is that's a lot of money sitting there not selling uh, 100%. But I'm at the point now where I sort of said to Kate today and my wife, um, I'm probably not going to go outsourcing for a while because I just got a lot of wholesale stuff in this week. I already had probably 
not including the 400 vinyl I've got, probably 500 items I still need to list. Uh, so it's time to just get it up. It's time to get it up and uh, not source for a while. So I want majority of that gone now because there's I've I've got piles everywhere. So um, tell you, you what, right, really time time in there. right time of year to be loading it all in though. That's, yeah, uh, that's right. And it's I find uh, with the death piles too, I've got stuff there from last year. It's um, you bring in the next lot and you make that a priority if it's a better item and the rest just sits and sits and sits and you never get it up. So I, yeah. I do like what you're doing. But uh, sort of what I've learned with eBay, I, I'm mostly eBay at the moment. So everything I get goes on eBay. Facebook I don't deal with a lot for selling, but uh, I like to consistent, consistently list because I've found that kind of works for me. If I put X amount on, then I'm selling X amounts. So yeah, uh, I'll just catch up with the chat a bit before it gets away from me. If anyone's got any questions for Maddie too, drop them in the chat and uh, he'll hook you up. So Justin thinks he needs a cool name. Justin Hornet. I like that, mate. The Hornet. Go with the Hornet. Um, Noel, yeah. good vibes. Dougie's in. G'day, Flippers. Look at that. He's got the Saints jersey on. You didn't work with the Saints, did you? Didn't work with the Saints. No. no. You dodged Blue. a little bit. Dodged, dodged. Here, aren't you? <clears throat> Sorry, mate. You're a doggies man, aren't you? Oh, mate, I'm, I'm one of doggies. So. Unbelievable. Couldn't tell why I was throwing photos behind it. <laughs> so you're a Brisbane man too, aren't you? I've got to say that, you know, Brisbane Lions, their three-peat in 2000, winning three flags. I've, I've got to say as a young kid, I was a Brizzy Lions fan. But then, you know, local team here on the Gold Coast, I've got to say I'm a Suns fan. And then I've got to say I'm a Dockers and a Carlton because I've spent some time. So I'm a Hyrule <laughs> fan. I'll watch any game of footy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. Uh, Kayla, the church one always in your videos is the best. As long as I time not to close when you've been. Do you want to – which is the a church, church I'm trying to think what the church one is. <laughs> I'm actually not sure what the church one. Can't be too good. Yeah. <laughs> Leanne's saying when she started doing photograph and draft everything together, send them live gradually every day. It's working well, yeah. That's something that I sort of want to do too is kind of do a couple of full solid days of listing and so they can tick themselves over. It's uh, yeah. Then you don't have to do anything. <clears throat> Zach's got a death shed. Uh, I don't know. Do you follow uh, Zach? We flipping good stuff. Have you seen his channel? Yeah, I have. I've spoken a little bit uh, to Zach over the last couple yeah. of weeks. That's been the best thing, I guess, about the last few months is I'm slowly starting to meet and, and connect uh, mainly on Instagram with uh, yeah. everyone in the community. Um, and I've, I feel like I'm only just getting into it, but it's awesome to, to see all these familiar names. Yeah, they. Good. To, I've found with this community, mate. They grab you and they bring you in, and uh, everyone's friendly. Uh, everyone I've met's friendly. Uh, I yeah. chat to quite a few people now, and there's a lot of people I can call good friends. So, um, and the best thing is we all have the same interests because if I'm sitting around with me mates and me family and want to talk a bit of reselling, they don't give a fuck to be honest. No, <laughs> my, mate, my mates don't, don't like it at all. I, I don't know. No. I've so. got uh, got like one of my mates. He's kind of interested in the toys and the collectibles and all that sort of stuff because he's into that shit. But. Yeah. If I'm picking up clothes and shit, he, he couldn't care. So I'll sell I'll sell a pair of dirty old ASICs for a $20 profit and go tell my mates, and they really don't give two hoots about it. And I'm, I'm one of the most excited people in the world. But just the concept yeah. is it, get, it gets me excited anyway. <laughs> uh, good discipline, Matt. That's the same. 
Lies, Kate. Don't believe it. I can't even remember what that was uh, referring to now. I'm that far behind. Uh, yeah, here we go. This Our whole house feels like one giant death pile. It is. It is. You see, I, I look, I've personally just coming into it, I've heard so much about the word death pile and the fact that everyone's <laughs> got one. And I think that's why I'm trying to do what I'm doing. And it's probably going to catch up on me and I'm going to have one soon. But it, it, it doesn't sit well. This box that I've got here, that's so anything there on that on that right-hand side is basically listed items I don't have to worry about. So it will come in on this side and I try to get it there by the end of the night. And if I'm waking up in the morning and I'm still seeing it over here, I'm, I'm not very happy. So, you know, fingers crossed in the next few months, it doesn't build on, on that side. <laughs> I, I, I found uh, the whole COVID thing made me appreciate a death pile too. Like down here in Victoria, getting locked down. Um, well, Australia-wide for some time, everyone kind of ran out of sourcing options and it made it a little tough. So having stuff there on hand was handy. But you yeah. can't predict the pandemic, can you? So True. Um, my death pile were in the rooms of the house until the wife put the foot down. Now I have two sheds. Love <laughs> it. Two sheds. And I hope one of them has a bar in it because uh, shed everyone with a bar. I'm going to love it. I don't know why my comment said good vibes. <laughs> Another Sainers man in here. Jeez, few Sainers. Dogs stole a flag from the Swans. And wasn't, it, wasn't it good? The Best team on the day. Yeah. Mossy's in. G'day, Mossy. How are you, mate? G'day, Mossy. How are you? Uh, Adelaide Crows are the best. Do you have any AFL Guernseys? I do. I actually picked one up just yesterday, a um, Essendon uh, 2012 uh, jersey. So that one's there ready to go. I think I've just listed that on eBay. And I actually found in a video only, I think a week or two ago, a 2016 Brisbane Lions Indigenous Ground jersey, um, both out of the op shops locally. So, you know, two in the space of two weeks. I think I paid 15 for the Lions and 10 for the Bombers. So getting them pretty pretty cheap. Um, yeah, anything AFL, anything sports jerseys of any kind. Um, had a big haul today. My recent video is actually just on some jerseys I picked up, but uh, it, almost no matter what quality it's in, unless it's obviously damaged, I'm, I'm going to try and get it. Fakes even sell well for me. So, um, yeah, love my jerseys for sure. Yeah. The fakes, I hope you don't put on uh, eBay. <laughs> no, but you can you can almost advertise them as fakes and just the fact that it's the, you know, Barcelona Football Club and it's got a Lionel Messi name on the back, you can sell it for $20 and people know that it's fake and they're happy to purchase it. Um as long as you're not writing genuine, authentic or anything like that, people are still buying them because of the brand. Yeah. Uh, Rap Raiders are in. Far out. They should put the Aussie Times on YouTube. We have arrived. Well, welcome, Rap Raiders. The chat just did that uh, almighty jump. So if I've skipped anyone, <clears throat> I apologise. Um, so something I wanted to talk about with you is that uh, I love a good niche. I've got a few myself and uh, there's a few different things that I like to tackle. Um, one of the things that you talk about quite often is something that interests me and I haven't tackled it a lot. Now, I'm going to tell a little quick story. Um, <clears throat> earlier this year, I purchased a abandoned storage unit and I was expecting just a lot of boxes, a lot of mystery, a lot of clothing, which there was, uh, lots of Jordans and all that sort of stuff, and it was really good. But it was twice as 
twice the size than I was expecting. We pulled some boxes out and there was a lot of furniture there. Now, I was cursing and swearing because I don't deal with furniture. I didn't want anything to do with furniture and I knew nothing about furniture. Now, as I got through this unit, the highest profit I turned on that unit was from furniture. Uh, and that was pretty substantial amount of money too. So then I started to think more, should I get more into this? Now, this was back in Feb when I had a full-time job and trying to find uh, the space and all that sort of stuff for some of this furniture, it can be quite tough. So I thought, look, maybe one day it's something I want to get into, but I never really went any further. I never really done any more research, but I did turn a profit. Now, I've been watching you and you do a lot of furniture. Um, yeah. Do you want to sort of talk about how you started? What got you into that? Where did that come from? Because most resellers, especially us that do the YouTube, the Australian channels, that that is something completely new and I'm loving it because uh, no one really touches on that stuff. So I think it's fantastic that you're doing that. Um, but I want to know what got you into that because most of us, we don't, and a lot of people probably like myself are scared because as they're big. They take up a lot of room. Um but you're very confident and some of the videos I'm watching are you, you're picking them up off Facebook and selling it that same day. Same day sales. I think that's probably been the best thing for me with furniture is that um, the, the sales cycle for furniture, if I've still got a, a piece of furniture after five or six days, I'm disappointed that it hasn't sold. Um, one, it's incredibly high profit. Uh, the way it all sort of started for me was I just had furniture within my own apartment that I needed to personally just get rid of. And I looked at that piece of furniture and listed it for $150 and it sold for $150. But I wasn't aware that by searching for new furniture items for my apartment that I was seeing similar items that I was selling for $150 available for about $50. Bucks. So I thought, you know, and this is back, you know, at the start of, um, of the coronavirus and I thought, all right, well, I'll, I'll buy that because I've just literally sold my own, you know, set of bedside tables. And it's only through that past experience of my own items that I've started to just source off Facebook Marketplace, those low-end sort of $40, $50 items that I just know are real quality, but people just want them out of the house. Think about it. Everything that you just said then, it's big, it's bulky. They don't want it around. They want to just clear it out, get rid of it. But the stuff's worth a couple of hundred worth of dollars. And obviously, your past experiences has proved that as well. Um, yep. So very early in my reselling, it almost kind of focused solely around furniture. And then when I wanted to branch out and do this more full time, that's when the shoes and the clothes actually kind of came in as a bit of a top up. Yep. But I was you know, in, in peak periods selling four to five pieces of furniture by buying it that week and selling it that very same two, three, four days after listing it. Um, I put a bit of time into making sure it's clean and I try to talk about that in the videos to, to prep and, and clean and make sure it's presentable. And then I really think photos, I mean, photos are obviously crucial for anything that you're listing, but for furniture, if you can position a piece of furniture well, it's just going to it's just gonna go. I actually look for the really bad listings on Facebook with the really poor photos yeah. and try and look at the actual piece of furniture that it is. And I try and strike on those because I know that while it is still a good piece of furniture, other people are passing on it just because it's a bad listing. So there's a real kind of... You know, there's a real, I guess, I'll put a video up. There's an art to Facebook selling and there's also an art to Facebook buying. There's a few little intricacies yep. there that you can really sort of play with to get a better result. Um, but you've really got to buy it in the first 60 minutes. I stress that every single time I do a video on furniture in my what's solds on a Sunday, I say I've bought it within 30 minutes of it actually being listed. 
And I think that helps me when I go to resell it on Facebook. I get a lot of people say, Matt, you're buying it off Facebook and then you're relisting it on the very same day on Facebook. Aren't you pissing people off and pissing off the seller initially? That's probably the biggest question I get off YouTube. But I think there's a really crucial element there that I'm buying it within that first hour. So if I'm picking it up at midday on a Tuesday, there's, there hasn't been too many people that have even seen it. And then I'm able to relist it and, and obviously list it for what it's actually worth and it, and it gets picked up really quick because I'm buying those sort of items I know turn over really fast. Yeah. Um, but typically it's a $50 purchase. I don't try and spend too much more than 50 or 60. And I also try and buy furniture items that I can readily throw in the car as well. Because I don't, I don't I don't have a massive car to put in, you know, big um, dining tables and these sorts of things. And I don't have a heap of space around the house either. So I'll buy bedside tables that I can pick up and just throw in, in my own bedroom. And then I know within the space of two days, it's gone. So I'm not really housing it for too long. Um, so yeah, it's, it's 50% of what I earn is, is furniture. Yeah, no, I love it. I love it. And I think that's the good thing about uh, us as resellers. You kind of have to have your little niche and something where you do bring in 50% of your uh, profit from that thing because uh, it's something you know well and um, it's it's gonna it's paying the bills sort of thing. So that's really good, man. Um, so let's give us a little bit of a uh, lesson on furniture. When you're looking for, I mean, you're going to turn stuff down, you do with anything you pick up, but what are you looking for mostly? Are you looking for certain brands of furniture? Are you looking for vintage Uh all that sort of stuff, or does it just have to be? Does it just have to look presentable, be a quality piece? Well, and, and what is quality, right? If you're not sure, you don't really know, I guess. But um, when it, when it comes to furniture, for me, certainly the white, anything white. I don't know if it's a Gold Coast thing or if it's a nationwide, or you know, I don't know what the case is. But certainly where I am, anything white, sort of Hampton style, it just flies out the door. It's one of my fastest selling items. So I'm always sort of flicking through marketplace, looking for any sort of white, um, you know, TV units or bedside tables, um, and I know that they're just going to move really quick. If you get a veneer or if you get a laminate type bedside table, that's going to be a, a cheaper, typically a cheaper type of, uh, of piece of furniture. So I try and make it solid wood. Um, pine isn't as good. Tasmanian oak is amazing. So, you know, knowing what sort of solid timber you have helps. Um, but yeah, really for me, it's just no damage either. If, if it's got any work that needs to be done to it, which a lot of people have their own, you know, jobs where they'll actually refurb the furniture and they get a bit of a kick out of spending some time on making it really nice and repainting yeah. it and things like that. I just don't have the time to do it really. So, you know, I'm, I'm buying the items that are ready to li literally just put a bit of sugar soap on and then throw it back up and, and sell it as is. Um yeah, quality for sure, you know, white, um, black as well, just white and black. Um, and then really as well, just a little piece of just something you might personally think is unique because generally somebody else is going to think it's unique as well and that strikes a chord with somebody and they they buy it. So nothing too generic. Ikea furniture sells really well as well. So when, it, when you were speaking there about do you know the price of the furniture or do you look for certain brands, I personally don't but I do know that I can really quickly search a piece of Ikea furniture. And I also know that it sells really fast as well. Um, I've even bought pieces of furniture that are $220 retail that I've sold for $180 because it's just been in perfect condition. Um, yeah. So it, look, it's, it's a massive profiting uh, niche category, certainly for myself anyway, and I'm still learning different parts of it, but it's just that one that just keeps turning over. You've just got to be always on the ball on Facebook and just constantly refresh your search, put an alert on Facebook, so you yep. get the alert to say there's a new piece that's been posted. 
Um, and then and then go get it. That's the other thing. You literally, there are so many people on Facebook doing exactly this, sourcing furniture either for themselves or just simply buying it. And you've really just got to get in the car and go. Just go and pick it up and be there in 30 minutes or it could get taken from under you. There's been a few times where that happened. So yeah. it's a real game. I find that myself here, and we're only a, a lot smaller population than what you'd have on the Gold Coast. So, um, and stuff are just as people on there, especially now with uh, everyone being locked up. Um, me being rural in Victoria, there's Melbourne's all locked up and all that sort of stuff, but we're still allowed to go out. But a lot of people, we're on restrictions. So, um, people are just constantly on Facebook and they're going to pick it up because they're allowed to travel over 5K. So you got to be yeah. onto it. And yeah, I do the same. I save searches, but um, look, I'm not quick enough all the time. Um, my, with- my advice to you, if you're wanting to get or anyone wanting to get into furniture, is just do one item. Just just go and find one piece of furniture. Don't buy any more until that item's sold. Um, and and yeah, try and pick it up for no more than 50 bucks. Keep it at the place. You're not going to store up a heap of you know storage issues at the house. And just see how it goes because you're typically going to hopefully triple that 50 into 150. Yeah, yeah, I like that. Um, with Facebook, because you do deal on Facebook a lot, do you just use your personal profile all the time or do you have a couple of Facebook accounts, one for selling, one for your personal life? No, nah, no, nah, personal account. Um, I just, yeah, I've got about 150, 200-odd items um, listed. So if somebody went on my commerce profile to have a look at what I've got, um, they would see like an eBay account, every single listing that I've got available. They'd probably know that I'm a reseller. Um, but really, the, the, what I'm listing at, they're, they're really good items, good brand names, and they are at a really low price because I'll always list my items on Facebook a little bit less than what I would on eBay because there's no fees. Yep. And I really use Facebook for 70% of my sales results because I try to put time and energy into that because I don't have to worry about the fees. Um, yep. I'm pretty shocked at how much eBay does slug you and and take away from you um and that's why my mindset's always been obviously cross list and put it across both platforms but if you're ever going to get a nibble on facebook over an ebay purchase go hard on the facebook because it's it's your money um there's no fees whatsoever so it's just my facebook account there's only the one and i just constantly just list through that yeah yeah i like to hear it because a lot of uh resellers and, and myself, I used to do Facebook a lot more than I do now. And now going full time, I'm trying to tackle Facebook as well because, like you said, you cut out those fees. And, I mean, by the time you list something, you get your, well, people are going over to manage payments, PayPal's cut out. But you add all your, if you're running promotions and all that sort of thing, yeah. um, if you pay, make them pay the ship, you get a little fee. It adds up to about 15%. Plus, you add your tax on that. I mean, you're nearly losing half the money by the time you put the money that you've invested. So it is definitely a good thing. But a lot of people are sort of, I find a lot of people don't like dealing with Facebook more so because you have to deal with the person a lot more. There's a lot more talking and all that sort of stuff. Um, that's obviously something that doesn't bother you if you're doing it all the time. Do you get a lot of dickheads on there? I mean, we get dickheads on every platform, but do you f- find. I think people are scared because they only put a few items up. They have to deal with shit that they wouldn't deal with on eBay where they just pack and send, whereas they go, nah, stuff that, I'm going back to eBay, it's way easier. Do you find with having 150, 200 items on there, you get less and less dickheads or do you get more? <laughs> Look, I think with Facebook Marketplace, you're always going to get dickheads. I think anyone <laughs> nod their head and say that's definitely the case. Um 
the way I look at it, would I rather deal with a dickhead or would I rather have zero fees? And yeah. any day of the week, I'm going to take zero fees because that's the business that I'm in. I resell items and I want to make the most for my money as I possibly can. So if that means putting up with a couple of dickheads to get the result, absolutely. But the point around dealing with people, I actually personally believe that that aspect of dealing with people is what helps me generate more sales because I've got that sales background in me yeah. and I know the, I guess, the, the process of how to make a sale and, you know, pushing urgency, open communication, asking open-ended questions to get more information out of your potential buyer. Um, I speak more to somebody that says, is this still available to me on Facebook than they do? And they're trying to buy the item. I'm asking <laughs> them 100 questions. When can you come and pick it up? You know, all basically just pushing them to hurry up and just be here because so many people want to come and grab this item. So you better come now and, and just grab it. Um, eBay doesn't provide that. You, you, you just have to kind of sit back and, and just hope that you get a, an alert on your phone um, where I can potentially turn somebody that's on the fence on Facebook Marketplace to be at my house within 30 minutes through me yeah. manipulating the sale. Um, I guess people that aren't in sales type environments, probably you know, with a work type role, probably don't understand that concept of benefit that Facebook gives you. Um, but just literally doing sales every single day for my entire life, I, I love Facebook Marketplace in, in the sense that I do get to speak to people every single day. Um, yeah. Just helps. And also with the Facebook, like the listings that you speak of, is it all there? It is. And people actually go through that commerce profile. And someone the other day bought five pieces of clothing off me by just scanning through it all. Um, so I'll often tell people on the chat, was there anything else that you wanted? Um, go, go check out the rest. And, and you can get some big clothing sales results as well. So uh, look, I absolutely love it. I'll continue to use Facebook Marketplace. And I, I think there's going to come a point though when they start putting fees into it as well. I think Facebook, are, are, you know, they're clever enough. It's only been around since 2016 Marketplace. So it's pretty new. And I can just see it evolving with online sales and the rest of it, there's going to be some membership or there's going to be some fees. Something's going to come in soon is, is my prediction. And I just want to cash in while I can now, while it's just yeah. zero. Um, put in the time, put in the effort and get the result. Yeah. I like the way you look at it. Uh, I'm definitely going to tackle Facebook a lot more myself. I have done some little niches that I get into and that I sell in. I'm involved in communities and all that sort of stuff. So I can, I, I kind of, I can pick things up and I know who's going to want it so I can kind of contact them rather than going through a marketplace. Um, do you find that instead of marketplace, do you tackle a lot of Facebook groups? Because um, that's what I find better. I, I, I'll try and advertise in that specific market rather than to a broad audience. Do you do mm -hmm. that or do you? is it just all marketplace? Look, funnily enough, I've only just started doing groups this week. I had never done a group. Um, I've joined a heap of groups. Um but I'd never actually, I've never actually posted. This was back when I was trying to just simply buy off Facebook Marketplace before I was into reselling. So I didn't have to go out and try and collate a bunch of Facebook groups to speak to because I'd already pre-existingly subscribed to them all. Um, so just this week, there was actually a couple of really cool messages off Instagram in, in the conversations I had there with, with resellers that said, do you, like what you've just said, do you go into Facebook Marketplace groups and sell there? And I've always said, no, I don't. But this week I've, I've started to do it. Um, I probably don't have enough data, I guess, on looking at the views, saves and shares to know as whether or not those items have picked up more views as a result of it. Um, but what I will say is that what I've seen off my eBay listings versus my Facebook Marketplace listings, on average, there's probably more eyes looking at my Facebook Marketplace than there is on my eBay. 
Um, yeah. And I'm also starting to see a lot of um, interstate people on Facebook Marketplace requesting postage, yeah. um, which, you know, I think for the average person, they just think Facebook Marketplace is local. But it's it's people searching for a particular item. And if you've got a Brisbane Lions 2016 Indigenous Guernsey that somebody wants in South Australia, they're going to search Facebook Marketplace for it and pick it up anywhere. And, and if you're putting in your description that you post, um, you know, I think there's just personally for me, there's been more eyes on Facebook and that's where I've just been putting all my attention. Yeah. No, I like that. that. That sort of comes in. That was coming into my next question about posting things, but you've just touched on that. So uh, yeah. I was curious on that too if you had many people contact you because I know personally I have had a couple, but that was in specific specific markets. So, um, yeah, that would. Uh, I'll jump the chat. So I apologise to the chat. Um we do have – we've got 55 in, so that's good. And uh yeah. all over it for us. Don't forget to smash the thumbs up and sub to my boy Matty and check him out if you haven't already because he's putting out some ripper content. If you want to learn more about furniture and uh, selling on Facebook, he's your man for it. Uh, Megan's in. Good to see you, Megan. Junk removers, a bit cold in Ireland. And then Zach has dropped your link. So thanks for Appreciate that, Zach. It. Thank you, mate. Uh, Anthony, no wonder I can't find anything good when I hit the oppies. You go to the same ones I do and just saw on your videos. So a bit of competition there. You're cleaning them out on Anthony. So oh, you got to get in three, four times a week, Anthony. I'll see you in there. Uh, this is another bloke that I see pick up a lot of furniture. Christian picks up a lot. He's in Melbourne and he's flipping it. And I've noticed the exact same thing when he does the furniture. It's going quick. He seems to be... He'll put his. I don't know if you follow uh, Christian on Instagram, but he. Um, I love to. Yeah, get on him. He he, uh, he puts up some good stories, and he'll yeah, same as what you're saying. He'll pick it up that day, and he'll move it on. So. You do. It's so quick. That's great. Yeah. Uh, Fifty on the chat. Get that farmer retro rescuers are in. What up? Good to see you. Uh, everyone's saying good day to Mitch and Aaron. Just having this spanner next to my name mean you're cool. It does, and it means you can kick the trolls out, mate. You can. Uh, we haven't had the trolls tonight, but if they do show up, I reckon uh, Mitch is probably the best one to tackle them. <laughs> nah, Kate's done something. <laughs> I don't know what she's done. So she's kicked someone out, or <laughs> maybe I'll take that spanner off her. She doesn't know how to use it. Uh, personally, I think Facebook make enough money money out data. Always a chance I want even extra greedy as Facebook after all. Yeah, I agree. Okay. I th it's interesting. I never really thought of Facebook in that sense to sort of go down that path with fees. But uh, the way you've touched on it, I think it could be a, could be a uh, future thing for them. And like you said, cash in now where you can. And if you've got the right stuff to put on there. Um, yeah. It's it. so true. I mean, it's always got to be quality items that will sell. I mean, you've, you've got to know your niches that move really well. But I think it's also paying attention like anything, like you would on eBay or any other platform, pay attention to what is getting the views. You know, I'll, I'll list a piece of furniture and not only will it sell, but it would have had a couple of hundred people view it in a 24-hour period. Um, if I put a pair of board shorts on leading into the summertime, I'll get 70 or 80 views. But if there's you know something else that only picks up one or two, then I'm probably not going to buy that item again. So obviously it's yeah. paying attention to what is moving pretty well. But um, yeah, keeping an eye on your listings is pretty important, I think. Yeah. 
Uh, Zach Saini hears there's a Google marketplace coming to the USA. Mm. That one. It'll be interesting to see how that goes. Yeah. Uh, Jeff saying, thanks for the idea of the groups. Just joining the racing sim group, which is his niche. Nice. Hopefully that uh, helps you out. Face Bay. Relove Closet. Hi, guys. Great info. Yeah, we've got the man on here that flipping furniture, flipping on Facebook, uh, doing all these listings in one day, going against everything that us as resellers have discussed for so long, but absolutely killing it. So it just goes to show um, you don't have to be set in certain ways because it's good. You see... And I'm glad you're doing these videos because it gives us the opportunity to see what you're doing and how different you are to a lot of us others. And you're still generating good sales and making money. So it just shows sometimes if you're stuck in your comfort zone, which some of us tend to get, and I'm the same. I sort of, I went through a little patch where I was experimenting with different things, but then I just got stuck and it was just eBay, make sure I'm listing 10, 15 a day, uh, build that death pile, you know, and I was, I was almost robotic. Um, it's good to see channels like yours, someone that actually goes against some of the rules and makes you step outside of those comfort zones. So uh, cool. it's good to see, man. So keep keep pumping that. I love it. Uh, Charlie's yeah. in. Hey, Charlie. Hey, Charlie. Uh, well, I use Facebook for most things, but then eBay auction when I think more of the value, yeah. So do you, do you use the auction function much on uh, eBay? I don't know. I'm um, I'm just buying now. If there's an item, much more, yeah, I think I'll pinch a few more dollars and I'll put it as an auction. But really, it's everything, almost ninety nine percent on uh, on buy it now. Yep. Stuck making chutney for Buckle and Co. Yeah, Zach, uh, he's has some awesome stuff going on there with Buckle and Co. If you haven't, there's uh, a Facebook page and he's making all sorts of chutneys and relishes and. I've still got to get myself some. I haven't actually bought any yet, but it looks bloody good. So sounds good. Yeah, he's, he's doing pretty well. He's uh, I think he mentioned the other night that uh, that's kind of been his main thing over the reselling at the moment. So um, yeah, well. I'm gonna have to get my hands on some of that soon, Zach. I'm gonna come knocking on your door. I think uh, Charlie got kicked off Facebook Marketplace for selling G Star jeans. Bots won't let me back in. Well, there you go. I've never heard of that one. People being kicked out. Um, have you, heard um, that you can't list certain why I don't know, but like you can't actually put Ralph Lauren up on Facebook. They restrict the listing and they don't allow you to put it up. And you can't even actually go and dispute what the item is. It really, it's just the genuine authenticness of a Ralph Lauren polo potentially being counterfeit. That's why they don't do it for those certain brand names. Um, but with the virus, they don't have the staff at Facebook to be able to man the requests of you know items being genuine. So. There's a lot of items out there that you'll try and list, but because of the brand name, Facebook, for some weird reason, just doesn't let you list it. So, you know, Ralph Lauren polos, I just do RL polo shirt and then the photos do the talking. But, yeah, I've seen Facebook have those, you know, those glitches, I guess, uh, which is a bit frustrating. Yeah. Uh, junk removers, don't put all your eggs in one place. That's right. Uh, doing car boot markets, Sunday markets, Gumtree, Facebook, Canto and other free marketplaces, yeah. That's... Great advice. Great yeah. advice. Um, he's touched on Gumtree there. Do you sell on Gumtree? No. I need to get into Gumtree. I don't touch Gumtree. I've never looked at it, um, which might surprise people considering I'm on Facebook so heavily. But um, I I personally just, 
it's my own opinion and it could be wrong, but I just don't think there's as many eyes on Gumtree as there is on something like Facebook. So I've just put my attention there. But if I'm going to try and grow and, and you know build, I probably need to start sourcing off, off Gumtree because there's, there's probably a heap of good furniture there that I'm just letting go. Yeah, I reckon there would be because uh, I spent a bit of time sourcing on Gumtree for a while and actually picked up a lot of good stuff because, like you said, it's, it's I think Marketplace now has just taken over Gumtree. It's basically killed yeah. it. Um, and it just yep. seems there's a lot of, I find it's just a lot of the older blokes kind of, you know, in their 40s and 50s are just too stubborn to get on Facebook. They don't want a bar of Facebook. They hate it, and they're still running with uh, Gumtree. It's basically like maybe six years ago you went back and you were looking at the local classified ads. Those guys have moved to Gumtree yeah. now, so they're kind of five or six years behind us. But um, so there is, I, I find it good for sourcing, so... But with your furniture, man, I, I reckon uh, I reckon one of the pieces I moved was actually on Gumtree. So, yeah, okay, I'm gonna have to do. I'm gonna have to jump on because um, there's too much that I'm just missing out on. I reckon. Yeah, and it'd be easy just to do a copy paste cross list. Very easy. True. Great way to um, for anyone out there that wants to, I guess, buy furniture, but they aren't comfortable listing back onto Facebook because while I'm personally, I'm okay with it. I clearly I, I do it every week and. A lot of questions I get is, do you get much backlash from people? Um, you know, but I, I personally haven't had any backlash. But I think a great way to sort of counter that is to is to cross list from Gumtree to Facebook. Um, you know, keep it local. You can still move your furniture. You can still do furniture. But if you're not comfortable relisting on the same platform, that's obviously a great way to go about it. Yeah. Uh, Forest Vintage wasn't allowed to show Barbie doll butts on his Facebook post. Not long ago. <laughs> Bit of nudity. <laughs> uh, trouble listing Tommy Bahama and Nike on Marketplace. Just space between the letters. There's another. Yeah, that's a good idea. That's a great idea, actually. I hadn't thought of that. Uh, Zach wants a factory. Gumtree is a great place to buy, in my opinion. Sadly, selling hasn't been that good for us. Yeah. Mm. I think that's the. Um, might be the way. So if anyone's not on Gumtree, uh, download that app and just have a flip through some of your own niches. And see yep. what's on there. Because uh, yeah, Cara, as I say, loves Gumtree. Bring back Gumtree. I, I found um, Gumtree myself. The only thing I didn't like if I was getting people coming to my house to buy stuff, I'm a little bit on the paranoid side. So with Facebook, I can scope out their profile and, you know, if they look like a bit of a dingus, I'll just – all right, I'll take it to you, mate. I'll drop it off. Uh, that's that's a bonus with Facebook, whereas Gumtree, you actually don't know who you're dealing with. So that's mm, yeah. only negative I find with that. I think a, a really good thing with Facebook too that I'm only just starting to bring into uh, my game because I'm now doing it full time. I think the standard process of Facebook is you've got to assume that your buyer is coming to you. But I think a lot of time you lose sales on Facebook because people are just lazy, right? So they don't, yeah. they don't end up coming. I'm starting to bring in the concept of delivery and, you know, commuting and making it a part of my day to fulfill the sale. Um, yeah. And I'm finding that I'm getting a few more sales out of it saying, look, if you're within five, 10 minutes, I'll come to you. It'll be a $10 delivery cost and, you know, game on. So yeah. I've been able to get a few more sales that way, which again is very different to eBay. You're delivering the service of it's going to be at your door on the very same day that you want it. Um, and I think that brings in a lot more people as well. So it's another good yeah. tactic for Facebook. Yeah, that was something I thought about because, as I've mentioned, I want to do a lot more on Facebook now that I am full-time. And something I actually thought that I could put into my sort of weekly schedule is if I was to be selling on Facebook 
is to do pick a couple of hours maybe on say a Thursday morning. I'll pack my parcels, go and drop them off, and then anyone that's bought things from me from the week from Facebook, I do a drop. So then I can plan a little route, go around and drop them all, big circle, come back home sort of thing. So, I mean, that's that's an option too, and that's probably something that I will do because um, me personally with a lot of stock at my house and you don't know who's coming around. It's sort of been the same with eBay. I'd, some people have asked to come and pick it up and they can see everything I've got. They can see the value of the things that I've got in my house. That's probably me just being over paranoid, but at the same time, sometimes you've got to be. So then I'll say, look, nah, I'm not doing the pickup here. I can drop it off to you. I've done one the other week. So, but I figured if I do Facebook Marketplace, that might be an option for me in the future. Is that something that you sort of do a similar thing? I'd tell you, I've just started to, to think about that as a really good avenue um, to, to go down to generate more sales, basically. I think if you're thinking about the customer and what they would want, they would want simplicity of just having the item as quickly as they could get it, like anything. And if you're just spending all your time trying to make as many sales on, on both platforms as you can, I think the beauty of Facebook is that you can literally play within a local radius and you could, you know, script your description to say free postage within a local radius or $10 postage for, you know, basically just let me know your suburb and I'll work out whether it's free or a small fee. Um, you know, you could put in like with eBay that that free postage model where it's a free delivery model, but you've just put in an extra $5, $10 into your listing price. Um and it's only free delivery if it's bought without being negotiated to a lower price. So I've looked at different models, I guess, on how I could start doing delivery on Facebook Marketplace because truth be told, in the last couple of months, I've never done delivery. It's always just been the fact that there's zero fees and they come to me and I don't need to put anything in a postage bag. I think yeah. that just is another, you know, I don't have one or two hours on a Monday where I'm just constantly packing up bags. They're literally just rolling up to the front door of my house, um, which is, I think, a huge benefit to Facebook. Um, but then it's just adding to that. It's like, all right, well, you're missing one or two sales because people are just too lazy to come to your door. Why don't you go to theirs? Because that's your job. You're trying to sell what you can. So look, I've only done it for the last one or two weeks, putting it into my descriptions. And I think it's come about for me because I do it for furniture. Like people don't have the vehicles to pick up the pieces of furniture. Um, I do, and, and I'm able to go and deliver it for, at times, $20, $25. It's a lot cheaper than Airtasker. And it only just adds to my my sales. Sometimes I'm selling the item for, or I'm getting that delivery of $25. And that's what I initially bought the item for. So the entire sale is just a pure profit scenario because I'm delivering it for what I paid for it. Um, yeah. there's, there's a few little tweaks I think that you can do with Facebook to, to generate more income and, and I guess more sales. Yeah, love it. Uh, Zach saying, buying on Gumtree is awesome. You can get great bargains. Yeah, it's... Uh... Definitely an avenue I have to look at more, but I have done well out of buying on Gumtree. So. Yeah, I'm going to start to put more time into it, I think. Love using Gumtree for his niche by racing sim wheel set and sell it back on Gumtree. Also bought backlash from one guy. Caught backlash from one guy, yeah. Better prices. Bit of a dingus, Leanne's having a laugh there. Has all the cool lingo. I just, uh, if you know me, I just roll with whatever comes off me tongue. It's uh, <laughs> sometimes it's uh, you, you don't, you never know what's going to come out of this mouth. All depends on how many frothies oh, I've had. And, uh, today it's, uh, I mean, this is my first one. I thought, what do you got? What do you? What's your? What's the drink of choice? The very best, mate. The oh, very hello, best. hello. Uh, brings me to a um, 
I had a couple of questions for you on Instagram. Now, I put a post out. Um, yep. We had a couple of responses. So one of them was from our boy Robbie Hollywood. Uh, he's asked, do you drink VB? Uh, I do drink VB. Yep, love it. I don't think uh, you can get away with You're a good bloke. You got it, mate. Yeah, I'm a VB hey. for sure. That's going to start a little bit of a poll that I'm going to have when I do this series to see how many resellers actually do like a good drop because uh, <laughs> lately in some of these chats we've had some trolls abusing the beer of my choice. Um, cool. and they don't like it. There's a lot of people who don't like it. So we're going to see how many we can get on here that actually enjoy a VB. Um, you got one. One from one. We got one. So we're starting well. We're starting well. The next question was from Reselling Wonders. Um and this has all been touched on. She's just basically asked if you're full-time or part-time and how long you've been doing it. You've touched on that. So um, yeah. they were the Instagram questions. So nice. we're nearly, we've only got – we could talk for a couple of hours, mate, but we've only got sort of five minutes left. We're going to um, try and keep it to the hour. So yeah. I won't bother catching up with the chat. Sorry, chat. Uh, just can't keep up with this tonight. But um, – <laughs> Last question of the night. What do you sort of you now? I know you've touched on with the job and everything. Now you're sort of just having a bit of fun and see what happens. But do you actually have any goals with your business now? Do you want to expand and literally make this full time? Go like you're obviously going hard at the minute and want to tackle it. But what are your goals with that? And do you think there'll ever be that job with the AFL? Do you ever think you'll sneak back there, or do you just want to tackle this? And where do you want to go with it? Oh, look, I, I personally think right now I'm just going completely gung-ho on making this a thing that I could make sustainable and, and you know, do for a really long time. And, um, you know, I think there's a lot of – there's so much that I'm literally learning every day as I'm going and I'm, I'm trying to use that knowledge to obviously progress and, and make better sales moving forward. I just think there's so much more to learn. But um, my, my goals and my intentions that it grow it to a point where I'm on $50,000 sustainable um, sort of an, an, of an annual salary, um, I think if I can hit those numbers and – Really, that's what I talk about in my what sold videos. I always put up my sales results for myself personally. And it's almost as much as I'm trying to let you know about, you know, what I'm up to on a sales front. It's almost like an accountability front for me to say, look, this is where I'm at. And I can reflect back on that. Um, right now, I'm not at the point where it's sustainable at a $50,000 a year salary. Um, so I've got a lot more work to do to get myself to that point. Um, but then I want to really blow past that. I want to get to that mark because that mark to me tells me that I can make this a proper thing that I can sustainably have long-term. So if I can hit that and achieve that, then that obviously goes to the next set of goals that I have. But I'm not there yet. I want to get into wholesale like what you're doing. I personally don't do any wholesale or have never done wholesale because I'm so new. I don't have very many contacts in that space. Um, and there was a couple of people that I was talking to, but I, I wouldn't recommend you know going and doing an international wholesale for your first wholesale. And that's what the opportunity was going to be it was going to be an international one and i just i got spooked by it and i didn't think it was a good idea so i just left it alone and i'm really glad i did because i really want it to be a local wholesale deal that i do first up um but that's going to be a huge way to to expand my business is is to get into that space i've only just done retail arbitrage last week for the first time like that's a whole new world for me that i'm starting to put videos out about because i'm loving it um so really for me it's yes i want to make it a full-time thing if it all falls away and it doesn't work out, I'll, I'll go straight back into a footy club in Melbourne. Um, I always thought that I'd, I'd work in the AFL for the rest of my life just because I love the game so much and I love being around the footy clubs. 
Um, but this is a real opportunity for me to go all in, give it everything, get on the YouTube path and, and just see what happens with it um, and go back to your old life if it doesn't work out. But 2020 has been a wild year and I, I think if you're not giving something a go, if you've got the opportunity to, you know, by falling out of work and, you know, all these sorts of things that people are going through, I think it's really important that you try and look at what can you do to make a really tough year a really good year. And I really want to look back on 2020 and be like, look, it was awfully tough. There was a lot that went on, but I, I turned a reselling business into a full-time thing that I've, I've done for the last 10 years. You know, when I'm looking at it at 2030, I want 2020 to be the best year. Um, so I'm working really hard now on not a great return, but I, I really do think putting in the time now will get me to, to be able to be sustainable and really just be able to work for myself, be my own boss, have complete freedom. I think that's the best thing about reselling and that's why I love it. Um, so that's sort of my goals and, and my ambitions, but I'm completely okay if it doesn't work. I don't think failure is an issue. I think even for yourself, going into reselling full time, making the plunge, I'm doing it too. I'm really not fearing it not working. Um, and I think if you don't fear it, if you, if you basically, if you don't fear the fear of it not working, you're going to go a whole lot longer to, uh, to actually succeeding. So um, yeah, I'm pretty pumped to watch your journey as well because you're sort of on the same page as me. Um, so I want to keep chatting away with you and hope that you're uh, you're doing well. But um, yeah, it's just a, a fun game. I've just had so much enjoyment. And a lot of people say it's addictive as well, reselling, and it really is addictive. I'm just hooked on the options more than you'd ever believe. I'm, I, yeah. I love it more than anything. And you know, six months ago, I was, I've probably never stepped foot in an op shop. I'm that new to it. Um, yeah. But I uh, yeah, I love it. It's, it's been a lot of fun. It's good. I, I I really love your approach, man. It's uh, you're just full of positivity, and that's what I love. It's um, you just you know what you want, and you you're pushing to get it. And you're prepared to fail if that happens. I mean, you, everyone's going to fail. It's simple. Everyone's going to fail. You're going to fail at different things. I've failed many times, but it's how you sort of present yourself after it. And obviously, you're in the right headspace, and you're doing well with that. So, absolutely loving it. Um, look, we're about to wrap it up. With YouTube, where are you at with that? Uh, you're pumping videos out and you're growing quicker than I've seen anyone, um, and that's a credit to the content you're pulling, putting out. Where did that come from and uh, what made you want to do YouTube? Especially so early with the uh, reselling. It's um, a lot of people sort of get pretty nervous to jump straight into it, but you just jumped in and you're just putting out knowledge bombs and full of confidence. Um, I'm loving it, but what made you actually want to do that? Was that to track your journey or? There was there was two parts to it. One was tracking my journey and just documenting what I'm up to so I can reflect back and see that very first horrible what sold video that I did in Perth where I sold three items out of the house for $170 and I thought I was the king of the world um, that I had to put a video out about it. Um, but I really just want to look back at that when I'm 100 videos into it and I'm sustainable on that 50,000 I speak of and, and really see those times where it was really tough during the virus. But the the way the video is or the way the YouTube's really come about for me as well is that I just think so many people are without work right now with the virus and the way that it's going down. And if you, if you are without work, reselling is a way to immediately, almost with no dollar down, get into something that's going to generate you a bit of money. And you know, it, it might just be one day a week where you just focus on a Sunday going out to the op shops and then listing a few items. But I did a video on Thursday or Tuesday, I think it was, um, with the $50 challenge. And the sole purpose of that video was to show you that you can start with really not a lot and you can generate a quick one or $200 of profit that's in your pocket in a very short time frame. Um, and I'm really just trying to put out videos to show people how to, how to make money 
in a really tough time with with the virus and in doing that it motivates me and, and spurs me on to keep working really hard so i can bring you great results bring you great items that you can go out and find for yourself and sell for a profit for yourself and hopefully have done really well on my personal side of things but also done really well on the stories that i get on on instagram when there, there was a guy in spain that bought a pair of bedside tables in madrid and uh, he, he sold it for 30 euro into 60 euro. He doubled his money. And it was all because he watched a video about me flipping furniture on YouTube. And that was really early on in one of my first videos. And that's kind of always held with me that you really can't influence people all over the world in a really tough time of year when the pandemic's on and everyone in the world is affected. I just think reselling and YouTube and talking about videos to help people out there is, is just been a really cool avenue for me to get into. Um, and just hopefully just try and spread some good knowledge and, and help people out. No, I love it, mate. Uh, <clears throat> you know, Matt encouraged me to start reselling a few weeks back. Already made 1600 by selling stuff around the house. Made my first nice. reseller. Yeah, that's good. And that's that's good that you're helping people do that. That's You're motivating people, and that's what this is all about. That's why we do this stuff. Um, yeah. We're a part of a good community and everyone gets around each other. So absolutely loving that. So, um, look, it's been good talking to you, mate. Uh, very happy to finally have this chat. Now, yeah, I'm going to get you back. We've got Reseller Wars coming up on uh, my channel soon. So right. I want to get you back for that. We'll get you back on the Reseller Wars, um, that's for sure. But uh, Zach's looking after us here. Smash the thumbs up because we really appreciate that. And check out Maddie's channel. Um he is pumping out some absolute ripping content and so many good videos. So absolutely loving it. I apologize for my lighting tonight. The uh, one of my lights went boom right right as we sort of kicked off. So she's a bit uh, dusty and uh, creepy in here tonight. But um, that's going to see us out now. As we get out, I've just got a little quick fire here to see us out, mate. Um, so I'm going to fire some all questions at you, and you're going to pick one, and then we're going to end it. So thanks Bye. very much. Everyone, get over, sub to him, give him some love. He's on Instagram as well, the Aussie yep. Flipper. You're not just going to learn about furniture and Facebook. Uh, there's plenty more to Maddie's story, and you'll see that on his channel. So make sure you get over. So, right on, Maddie. eBay or Facebook? Facebook. Vinnies or Salvos? Vinnies. Shorts or jeans? Oh, shorts. Clothes or shoes? Shoes. Footy boots or footy jumpers? Uh, footy boots, done more of them. AFL or NRL? AFL, come on. Op shop or thrift shop? Oh, uh, look, I'm op shop. I'm definitely op shop, but I, I speak thrift too much because there's too many people in the US watching. You know, they. I prefer op shop. <laughs> KFC or Maccas? KFC. Anything or VB? VB. Brisbane or Geelong? <laughs> Brizzy Lions, my friend. <laughs> oh, mate, thanks very much. Hope the Brizzy Lions do well for you. We're going to have you back. Get over, sub to Matty. And uh, next week, I'm going to have another special guest on. So we're going to be back next Thursday. So keep watching my Instagram story and uh, you'll find out who that'll be. So I'll talk to you then. Tomorrow over on Two Aussie Thrifters because they've got a massive one coming up with uh, Harry Tornado. So that'll be great. Get over there and uh, we'll see you in the next one. Thanks, Matty. There you have it. Thanks, everyone, for joining in. If you haven't been on my channel yet, I'd appreciate if you could come over and give me a sub. Come over to Instagram, say g'day. I'm always pretty active on there, so I'm always happy to meet new people and have a chat.
if you can follow this podcast, that'd be great too, because uh, I'm really looking forward to putting this out for everyone to listen to and all the people that I get to chat to. So next week, there will be another guest, and uh, I'm really pumped to get that one on too. So I'll see you in the next one, Kakao.